Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome to Empowered AF. I'm excited. I've got something new. I'm always excited, right? Why? Because I live a life that's exciting. I live an adventure. I hope you guys are excited uh, to be with me today. Uh, I've got something new, something new that we haven't tried before ever in the history of Empowered AF or Empowered Man, period. Um, And that is we're going to do a breakdown of a relationship on reality TV. Uh, Now, again, it's reality TV. How much of it's true? I don't know. But I will tell you this is that while watching this show recently, I got goosebumps because I thought, wow, what a depiction of what our men are going through on a daily basis with their wives wanting out of a marriage. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a show called Welcome to Plathville. Uh, Some of you have heard of it. Some of you have never heard of it. You're going to go Google it, look it up. Um, It is a show in on Discovery Plus. I, I watched it on Discovery Plus. I'm not sure which of the discovery channels it's on, to be honest, uh, it's on there somewhere. If you, if you Google it, I'm sure you can find it. You can probably, you know, buy the downloads or whatever, but, but I have the discovery plus app, it's whatever, six 99 a month. And I'm able to watch all the episodes anyways. So this show is, is about a, a couple who live in Cairo, Georgia, um, down not too far from Bainbridge. And if you're from Florida state or Tallahassee, you know, that's not too far from you guys. Uh, so they live down there there. They had, uh, I think nine kids total, um, and they are fundamentals. So meaning they had very strict upbringing, strict rules in terms of Christianity and faith, their Bible. Um, they didn't believe in social media. They didn't believe in television. They didn't believe in sugar. They had all these rules and regulations. Well, the show has been going on for four seasons, um, this was the fourth season that just came out of the last couple months ago, and we got to watch really uh, the breakdown of a marriage potentially. Um, last season was the breakdown of one of the other marriages in the family, which was Ethan and Olivia, who are still together um, and did not completely break up, but they did separate. And there were some fascinating things we could pull out of there. In fact, I might even maybe I'll just do a whole run of shows on these on these episodes because. They're great depictions of what men are doing wrong in the midst of separation or divorce. Uh, The things that they're saying, the things that they're doing that are pushing further and further away their spouse um, while they're going through what they're going through. And so when I was watching this uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said, man, this is a great depiction of what, what I see all the time. So I would love to break down sort of step by step each of the things that are happening and what is being said to help you guys really get a grip on what's happening in your own situation. In fact, you might even hear these words and go, wow, that's me. Holy shit, that's exactly what I said. Or that's what she's doing or whatever, right? And so we're going to attempt to break this down. I don't know how perfect this is going to be. I'm going to start with one particular scene and then we'll break it up. And uh, we may go to another scene uh, today. If not, if we don't have time for it today, we'll definitely do it on another one. Um, But I'm going to break up these couple of scenes and really break down for you what he's doing wrong and what he needs to do to fix it. And honestly, I wish this guy would have come to me while he was going through all this because we definitely would have been able to fix all this shit that he's going through. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, you should be able to see it. Or if you're watching this on video, you should be able to see it. If not, you you definitely should be able to hear the audio. And we are going to uh, do that for you. 
and also want to make sure that we're also doing that as well. Well, there we go. We're sharing the wrong thing. <laughs> All right. So let me break this down uh, so that you guys can actually see it as well, because we don't want you to just hear it. We want you to be able to see it. Um, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to do just the audio so that you can actually hear it. Uh, those of you who, who can watch, you'll just listen to it. And here we go. So here's Kim and, and, and Barry talking about the breakup of their marriage. She's now finally kind of coming around and telling him they've been separated for several months. They're starting to have these conversations that you're probably having as well. I look at her and I see a woman who feels trapped. So Barry thinks she's trapped. He at least recognizes that his wife feels trapped. I have brought flowers and I have bought presents. Hi. So as you can see right there, he says, my wife feels trapped. He's brought flowers and he's brought presents and it hasn't done shit. Again, bringing flowers, bringing presents is not going to do the trick, especially when a woman who they've been married for 25 years have nine kids together. She doesn't care about those things. That's not where her heart is at. And she's going to share some of the things later on here of what he's doing wrong, essentially, and, and why she doesn't want to come back to this. Now, listen very carefully to the things that are being said here. I kind of value like 24 years. You just don't go and throw things away. I just feel like I've been hurt too much. I just feel like it's, it's past that. Why are you being so selfish? Mm. Wow. How many of you actually said that to your wives? You're being selfish. It's all about you. That's hard because that's what you feel, right? You feel like she's being selfish and maybe you're right, but calling her selfish and saying, why are you being selfish is toxic. It's toxic. It is not going to help the situation. Here's what's happening is instead of him hearing and understanding her, what he's doing is listening to her and looking for words he can use against her. So instead of hearing her heart and going, wow, you've been pushed this far to the brink and you didn't feel like you could communicate with me. My goodness, what kind of environment did I create as a man that my own wife didn't feel like she could communicate to me without feeling shame, without feeling like I was going to judge her or without feeling like I was going to shame her or hurt her in some way that she would have to keep this all inside until she comes to a place where she says, I'm no longer happy. I no longer want to be with you anymore. What does that say about you as a man? What does that say about Barry? Um, do you want me to stay knowing that I'm not happy? Hmm. And that's the question, right? Some of you are like, yeah, stay because that's what matters. And the reality is that's not what matters. What matters is that the two people live in a healthy, uh, in a healthy way. And if one person is in this toxicity cycle and feels like, man, if I stay, this is going to be worse and worse and worse. And you to continue to hold on to that person and not allowing them to find themselves again, you are being selfish. So it's funny that he's calling her selfish for what she's doing, but yet he's acting just as much, if not more selfish by not giving her space. That, my friends, is the ego. And that's where this all comes from. And so what I want to do now is I'm going to fast forward to another episode where she begins to really start to break down even more. And again, I'm telling you, men, some of you, you have the opportunity to turn things around and create a new marriage with your wife. Others of you, it is far gone, but you can still learn from the mistakes this man and you are making. 
because there is no saving of the marriage in this case. From what I've been told, they are completely divorcing. They got a settlement on the table, et cetera. They're working through their stuff and it is over. 24, 25 years of marriage, nine kids gone, just like that. And, you know, obviously there's speculation. She's having an affair, blah, blah, blah. You know what? It doesn't matter. Even if she was having an affair, none of that matters. What matters is, again, how you show up as a man. You can't change what she does. You can't change how she treats things, how, whether or not she's having an affair. You can't change any of that. The only thing you can control is you. So let's listen to what she's saying and watch and listen to how he responds. I mean, if several months ago we talked about how you would treat me sometimes, right. you know, being harsh, right. um, taking frustrations out on me, um, right. you know, and I. You know, she's talking about her frustration. She's talking about her hurt. And he's going, right, right, right. Which tells me, and, and again, you can't, if, if you're able to see the video, you can see what I'm talking about body language wise. He looks like he's just a, like trying to just agree with her just so that she feels like she's being agreed with. Like he's not actually listening to her. He's basically condescending her when he does this. Because here she is trying to be honest, trying to be vulnerable, trying to share what she's going through. And here he is going, right, right, right. Just listen. Just let's shut the fuck up and listen, Barry. Just shut the fuck up. You don't have to say anything. If you're going to say anything, say, I hear you. Wow. That must have been tough. My goodness. Those are the things that resonate with her. Not right, 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 right. Who the fuck cares who's right? Let's listen to some more. I wouldn't know. Are you grumpy today? Are you okay today? Right. Right. And He's still writing. I started realizing that, you know, that that was affecting me, that that was affecting how I felt about myself, about everything. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? He has this smug look on his face and he's just like, guilty as charged. You're absolutely right. I was a douchebag. I was an asshole. This motherfucker at this point has no credibility with her whatsoever. He basically looks like such an asshole even though Kim, in my opinion right now, doesn't look too good either. But they both together look really, really bad. Here are two people that were married for 24, 25 years, produced nine really amazing kids. They lost one to a death at an early age. And, you know, and but the rest of the kids, they've grown up, et cetera. And, you know, they're they're making their ways into the world. And here they are just basically acting like children. She's wanting out of the marriage because of whatever her midlife crisis her cheating, her whatever, whatever, for the, for whatever reason, she wants out of the marriage. But his response of guilty as charged just sounds so condescending and just so like non, I'm not hearing you. Yeah, you're right. I'm absolutely guilty of charge. You're absolutely right, Kim. I did all those things. Yeah. So you should still come back to me. And that's all he fucking cares about. He doesn't care about her. He doesn't care about her heart. What he cares about is he's being, he's being embarrassed on national television and probably within his community that his wife of 25 years wants nothing to do with him anymore because that breaks a man down in his, in his balls. And it's like, what does that say about you as a man that maybe I'm not a real man. And some of you have questioned this. Some of you look at this and you go, I'm embarrassed. I know I was embarrassed when I first started going through some of this stuff, I was totally embarrassed. I don't want to tell everybody about, Oh yeah, my wife left me for another man. Oh, she's sleeping around with other guys. I didn't want to tell anybody that that's embarrassing. Right. Because we, we think of our, our social uh, class or, or of how we are viewed in society. 
especially if you're a business owner, especially if you're someone of importance. We've had town mayors, we've had pastors, we've had chief executives of multi-billion-dollar companies come through our program. And a lot of them struggled with this idea of being embarrassed. In fact, a lot of them don't want us to share their name or photo because you would know who they are. We have them all the time come through uh, who are you know, TV people. Like We've had all kinds of people come through our Thrive program uh, because they don't want anybody to know that they're having to go through this shit. I'm going to tell you, none of us are perfect and we're all going to go through stuff. So let's keep listening. Yeah. And when I told you that a few months ago, I, I felt like you were only trying to do just enough to get me to stay, but not really valuing me. Dude, this was, this was huge. Some of you are doing this right now. You're doing just enough to try to get her to stay in the marriage but you're not actually valuing her. You're not valuing her. You're not actually hearing her and understanding her. You're making changes because those are the changes she's been asking you for years. And now you're doing what she's fucking obnoxious as hell. And she doesn't believe it. She doesn't believe any of that's going to stick. She thinks you're just doing the bare minimum because that's what you know to do versus becoming an empowered man. This is all from a place of disempowerment. Right now, Barry is a disempowered motherfucker. He is a disempowered man who does not have his balls. He does not have power. He does not have confidence. He doesn't have authority. He doesn't have any of those things. And I feel for the guy. I really wish he'd join Thrive. In fact, if anybody knows how I can get a hold of him, I'd love him. To, I'd love for him to join Thrive. We'd help him get his balls back. Shit, I could see him in a couple of years with a leather jacket on and riding a Harley again and looking all cool and sweet and, you know, finally, finally being, being the guy that he knows he can be and, you know, maybe moving on and meeting someone else down the road. But he's got to deal with his inner shit first. He's got to deal with his inner issues and inner problems that got them to this place. Again, this isn't about making Barry the scapegoat in the marriage. I fully believe that Kim has got some serious issues. I believe she has some uh, potential mental health issues as well. And I do believe it's very possible that she's had an affair. So I do not, uh, uh, you know, when I'm doing these breakdowns, and a lot of times you guys think, oh, you're just after the man and saying the man's bad and it's all the man's fault. No, it's not the man's fault. It's the man's fucking responsibility because it has to be someone's damn responsibility, right? Your marriage is, is two to tango, of course, but someone's got to lead the dance. Someone has to lead the dance, okay? If no one's leading the dance and we're going, well, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. No one's fucking dancing and that's the problem because you're both looking at each other and going, why don't you do this? 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 Instead of saying, hey, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. This is how we're going to fix it. This is how we're going to work together. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to work on me. She says, no, you know what? I don't want to dance with you anymore. Fine. You don't have to dance with me. I'm going to, I'm going to be over here. I'm going to work on my moves. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to listen to my mindset. I'm going to get in with a coach and really figure out how I can be a better dance partner and lead you better in the dancing. Because as I work with a coach and as I work with a program and as I work with other men and they show me where I've not been an effective dance partner, then I'm going to come to the conclusion that, wow, it wasn't that we were a bad dancing couple. It was that I was a bad dancer leading you. And that was the problem. Let's keep going. A lot of meat on this bone loving me as for who I am. Mm. That's not a marriage I want to save. That's wow. She basically says, Hey, look, you didn't love me for who I am. You didn't love me for who I am. Now this is a woman who, again, 25 years marriage um, years before, you know, been, been part of this fundamentalist church. So this is a very religious uh, community, very religious group of people. And, and she's finally come to this place where she's just had it. And she's like, I don't feel like I've been loved as I am. Again, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. The fact is she's telling him 
what she feels, and he doesn't know how to listen to her. He doesn't know how to hear her and make her feel heard and understood. And there's some easy things to say here. And let me see if we get to a breaking point. I'll just do a, I'll do a breakdown of how I respond to her. That's a marriage that I want out of. Hmm. Wow, honey. It breaks my heart to hear that. What I hear you saying is that for the last several years, you have felt alone. You have felt trapped. You have felt like you've been in a passionless marriage. I have contributed to that. It breaks my heart to hear you, honey, in this pain. There's nothing I can do about the past, and I won't try to fix it. But I'll be here right now and just be present with you. And just shut the fuck up and listen. Guys, I'm telling you, that's gold right there. What I just gave you is fucking gold. Practice that empathetically, listening to that, listening to what your spouse is saying to you. Some of you are not on the brink of divorce. Some of you are just on the brink of like separation or, or like maybe an affair is around the corner and you have your chance, you have your opportunity. But if you don't take the opportunity to listen and to help her feel heard and understood, you are fucking blowing it. You are losing your opportunity, your chance to be better. Let's keep going. I know. I know. I know is one of the most prideful fucking things you can say. I know. I know. No, Barry, you don't fucking know. You don't know what she feels. You don't know what she's going through because you don't know how to empathize with her. In fact, he's going to share that in a minute. She said that I do not value her as a person. And that hit me and I'm like, I think that's a lie. She's believing. So he thinks it's just a lie that she's believing. And even if it is, the fact is, is her perspective is her reality. You cannot combat someone who's believing a lie with your truth because they're not going to believe you. They're just going to say, well, you're trying to change my mind of the thing that I believe. You can't change her mind. What she believes to be true is what she, what she is choosing to believe. So if she wants to take the last 25 years and say, oh, it was all for naught. It was all shit. You were an asshole husband, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you, you, you got to deal with that. Like there's nothing you can do about it. That's just her perception. You've got to be secure enough in yourself to recognize, hey, that wasn't true. That's what she's believing. I'm going to choose to believe my truth, which is I definitely did not live up to the standard, but I know I have a good heart. And I know that I didn't always, uh, that I didn't purposely try to do those things. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rest in that fact that I did some good things and I did some wrong things. And the things that I did wrong, I'm going to fully 100% own and work on those things. And that's what I'm going to do. The fact she's telling me that I don't feel heard and understood. Guys, if you're, if you're, this is you right now, where your wife is saying she doesn't feel heard and understood, she doesn't feel like she can talk to you, she doesn't feel like you're a safe place, all those things you need to get in our Thrive program because we'll beat this shit into you. We will help you become great communicators. And I don't mean orators giving speeches. I mean men who listen, men who make their wives feel heard and understood because that is their love language. If you don't make her feel heard and understood, you are leaving her out in the cold to dry. You're leaving her out to the cold and it's not good. It is not good. She does not feel protected. She does not feel your love. She does not feel your masculine energy. Why? Because you are making her feel like she's not valuable. 
And even if it's not true, your job is not to go against that and make her believe something different. Let's keep going. But on the flip side of that, that reality is a reality to her. This is a tough situation and the default mode kicks in and I don't say anything. And part of that is... He doesn't say anything because he doesn't have balls. And he doesn't know what to say because he doesn't know how to make her feel heard and understood. See, again, this is where men go into fix-it mode. You hear her believing a lie. So therefore, your goal or your job in your mind is to tell her the truth. That's not the truth. That's not true. You shouldn't believe that. It's a lie. In reality, that's not his job. His job is to affirm her, her feelings, what she feels, and allow her to work out the belief. Now, if she wants your help in that, it's a totally different story. Hey, honey, would you like my help in the perspective of things? Or would you like my perspective on things? If she doesn't want your perspective, don't fucking give it. She doesn't care about your perspective, especially when you're in the midst of these types of conversations. You hear her. This woman right now is completely opening up. She has spent 25 years in this marriage. She has probably finally gotten to a place where she feels like she can express what she wants because she's detached from the outcome of saving something. She's detached from the outcome of trying to be you know, happily wedded bliss with this man. And she's ready to move on. And before moving on, she's wanting to have some closure and explain this is where she's coming from. This is why she's in so much pain. And this guy still can't fucking hear her. He still can't hear her. You know, a defense mechanism, it might be the hurt that I've experienced. I'm just, I'm in defense mode, right? And I'm, I'm not open. It's just, it's not gonna gain me anything because she's already made the decision. I still love her. I mean, I didn't think, you know, the consequences would be like this, but you know, I mean, there's nothing. That has to be one of the most arrogant statements I have ever heard someone say. I didn't think the consequences would be this big. This means that he is culpable and negligible in the destruction of his marriage. When you know that you've hurt your wife and you know that she's been hurting because of the way you treated her and you refuse to accept responsibility and accountability, you are a coward, not a man. You are a coward, not a man, because a real man takes responsibility for how he has hurt his wife, for how, for how he has contributed to the failure of the marriage. And what he literally just said just there right now is, oh, I know I hurt you. But I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think you'd want to go run off and divorce me. I didn't think that was ever a chance. That is arrogance. And that is pride. And pride comes before the fall. Guys, your greatest super strength is not your arrogance and your pride and your confidence. It's your humility. Because humility would have taught Barry, you know what? I've hurt her. I need to come in a servant's heart and, and with humility and grace find a way to, to seek forgiveness and do that through a repenting act, meaning where I've, I've shown and I've taken ownership and I've shown that I've turned away completely from the way I was before. And that I've decided I'm no longer going to live this way. And, 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 and I'm not here to tell you that I'm not going to live this way. I'm just going to show you that I'm choosing to live a different way. And then by doing that, I will produce fruit in my life that my wife can then eat from that tree. Guys, this is a this is a hard concept for some of you to 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 do get. Others of you are totally tracking with me, and that is the idea that my actions, my my behaviors, my beliefs will create good or bad fruit in my life. 
And so if I decide, you know what, I'm not going to live the same selfish way I was living before, I'm going to stop living for me in that sense. I'm going to live uh, from this from this place of strength and empowerment. And as I begin to live my adventure, as I begin to communicate strongly again, as I begin to have boundaries for myself, as I begin to do those things, I will have created fruit that other people can eat from. That fruit, meaning love, joy, peace, strength, all those things, some of you just got that aha moment. All of those things that you get to eat from or other people get to eat from and they want to be around you. Right now, you're putting off bad fruit and your wife doesn't want to eat your bad fruit. She doesn't want your negative bullshit. She doesn't want your clingy, nasty shit. She doesn't want your narcissism. She doesn't want your selfish little boy bullshit. She doesn't want that. What she's looking for is love. What she's looking for is hope and grace and passion and, and, and love. It's such a, such a level of, un, uh, of unconditionalness, of, of connectedness, of intimacy. That's what she's craving. Not this other stuff. Not this, well, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Let's listen to some more. Nothing right now I can do, yeah. I don't think, that would change your course. I'm coming to terms with that. Yeah. Right? And so... His coming to terms with it is basically his way of trying to manipulate her. Oh, yeah, no, no, I get it, baby. I, I, I get it, honey. You are, you're done with the marriage. I totally understand. And no, he doesn't believe that. I understand. I understand. We're going to just be moving out independently. Again, here he is asking her what they're going to do now. Not leading anything at all, not making any decisions at all. This is disempowerment 101. When you are going through what you are going through, you better fucking sack up. You better start making some damn decisions. And if those decisions are, hey, I'm staying in this house. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm living. This is this is what I'm doing. I love you and and I and I respect you and you you have your boundaries. But if you're wanting to not be in this marriage, you can leave the house. I'm not I'm not going to make you stay here, but I'm sleeping in my bed. This is my bed just as much as is yours. We both pay for this. I'm here. And if she wants to get out, she can get out. She can leave. None of that is being said here. It's like, oh, what should we do? I don't know, uh, baby. What you want to do? What you going to do? Right. It's all about. Can you lead? Can you lead? Can you lead? Why? Because he's not a fucking leader. That's the problem here, guys. You hear bad communication. You hear lack of ownership and you hear lack of leadership in this. Uh, I hope this was helpful for some of you. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this where I've broken down like a, a live television show or not a live television, some sort of television show. I've done texting before, texting breakdowns, but I've never done a TV show. This is kind of fun. Uh, what I might do is actually go and find a couple more of these types of clips and break down some more. Um, you guys let me know in the comments in the show, in the, in the show comments, say if this was impactful for you. Um, if, if it was great. If you haven't heard any of my stuff before, make sure you go back and start at the beginning of Empowered AF 1.0 and listen to the basics. The first 10, 15 episodes will really set the foundation for what we do at Empowered Man. And if you are a guy who's looking to really like not better himself, but empower himself, looking to become the most powerful version of himself, not the most, you know, the goodest version of himself, most powerful version of himself. People ask me that all the time, like, why? Why do you say powerful versus better? Because better to me just sounds like, eh, you just got a little bit better. It's just, eh, it's just a little bit. Powerful just sounds like, wow, I have walked into a whole new dimension. That's what that means. When you walk into a whole new dimension of how you're going to live your life, it is, it is completely different. And so that's what we have for you guys is we have a program called Thrive that I would love to invite you to join. When you're ready, when, you're, when you've done, when, you're, when you said, you know what, I'm done living in a disempowered life and I want to live an empowered man life. 
where I, I show up strong. I, I communicate like a leader. I set boundaries that demand respect. I own my shit and I decide to become the CEO of my life again. Like if that's you and you want to do that and you want to work in that. I've got 80 plus guys in our program right now just waiting to join you in our brotherhood to help you move on to the next level. And this is not just something you join. It's not a support group. This is a transformation group. These men are literally transforming their lives. They've invested in themselves heavily for some of them. Some they had to find ways to pay for it, whatever, because they did, they counted the cost. They knew that their investment in their own selves, their own lives was gonna be way more powerful and way more impactful if they did this now instead of waiting. So if that's you, I wanna invite you to book a call with our team, empoweredman.co slash book. And I will see you on the inside. Have a good one. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.